Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. This episode of Writing Excuses has been brought to you by audible.com. If you would like to support this podcast and start a 30-day trial membership, visit audiblepodcast.com slash excuse. Season 11, Episode 18. This is Writing Excuses, Elemental Horror. 15 minutes long. Because you're in a hurry. And we're not that smart. I'm Brandon. I'm Mary. I'm Dan. And I think there's somebody else in the room with us. <laughs> Yes, his name is Steve Diamond, and he's a vengeful spirit come to haunt us. Well, now that we can see the monster, he's not scary anymore. (laughs) Say hi, Steve. How's it going, guys? (laughs) Steve is our good friend, longtime friend. Um, He is a writer and a blogger um, and a book reviewer. And a government subcontractor. He appears (laughs) in all of my books and I think most of Brandon's. Yes. (laughs) He... um, has the distinction of having organized my biggest sighting 
Until the Wheel of Time happened. Until that whole Wheel of Time yeah, thing Yeah, until happened. that whole Wheel of Time thing. He was a bookstore employee who <laughs> I, I had the weird experience of walking in and he knew who I was and had read my book. That was unique in my experiences during that time. Um, and Steve is now an author and he's consented to join us to talk about horror. He's known us long enough that he knows about horror. <laughs> <laughs> yes, mostly Dan. So Steve, what's, uh, what's your, your blog? What's your website? Uh, so it's Elitist Book Reviews. Um, Multiple some of you've Hugo heard of, nominated. Yeah, nominated for the Hugo a few times. Um, I've reviewed all of you, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Yes. In fact, I remember reviewing Mary, like right at the very beginning with your short story yeah, collection. Yeah, you were one of the very first yeah. people who said nice things. It was Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, I've, you know, we've been around since, I think, 2009. Um, yeah, it's, it's been a long road. It's good. Met a ton of great people. And you have a book, but we're going to pitch that a little bit later during the book of the week. Um, let's dive into horror. Okay. This is a genre that is close to our hearts, much like the knives that Dan spears us with <laughs> on occasion. Um, what is horror? So one of the things for me, I, I don't write horror very often. Mm-hmm. And when I was learning to, one of the, I, I could write something that was put my characters in danger. Right. Mm-hmm. I could write something, you know, where you were a little afraid. Uh, but the the difference for me, the thing that um, Jason Sizemore at, at Apex said was that horror is visceral fear. Visceral fear. Mm-hmm. How is that different from just a thriller? The Fear that I'm going to get, I'm being chased yeah. by guys that are going to shoot me. My, my favorite definition actually comes from uh, Anne Radcliffe. Okay. Uh, who was writing, you know, kind of old gothic horror around the same time as Jane Austen. And she said that, uh, and I'm going to totally butcher this, so this is not a quote. This is me paraphrasing my memory of what she said. Uh, that, you know, something that is scary is something that hasn't happened yet. You're afraid that... The a bad guy will attack you. You're afraid that something will fall apart. You're afraid that something bad is going to happen. Horror is your reaction to something bad that's already happened. It is okay. a sense of dread that your world has changed for the worse irrevocably, and now you have to deal with it. The other aspect of horror that is very key is that the protagonist has actually done something mm-hmm. to kick it off. There is a catalyst moment. Okay. That, yeah. So it's even not if it's just, something as simple as I've moved into the wrong house. Yeah. Right. That there was actually a way to avoid it. Yeah. The the thing with horror is that um, it isn't enough that the book is quote unquote scary. Mm-hmm. It, it what has to happen is the reader um, while reading this legitimately worries that that character is is done for, um, mm. and the sense that even should the character miraculously make it through whatever this horrible situation is, it's still bad. Um, the consequences are, are horrible for them. And so it's this attitude of, of terror and fear, like you guys have been saying. Um, it's why I love it so much, you know, the, this, this actually raising the stakes and making, making the characters within the book worried about everything. Worried about that unknown. I think it was Michael Collings uh, in one of our live episodes from LTUE several years back who said that uh, uh, horror and uh, and erotica and humor uh, are the genres that seek to elicit a strong metabolic reaction 
Mm. You know, you're reading a horror story and your heart begins to race. Mm -hmm. You are feeling the fight or flight. That's the reason I hate it because (laughs) I don't love feeling that way. Okay. But I love writing it. Yeah. Because I get this chill and this thrill that I am doing that to someone else. (laughs) And I know that sounds awful. Now, if I was a character in a horror story, the reader would be horrified at what I am becoming. Not the bad things that are happening to me, but at the fact that I've embraced this dark magic and have begun writing stories that are almost as terrifying as Dan's or Steve's. Well, that, that's what I love about horror also, is that it, it isn't just, you know, horror is, is often associated with monsters or with, with creatures um, of various incarnations. And the interesting thing about that is it isn't just about the monster. It isn't just about the scare. It's about the person, the character's reaction to it and what it is turning them into, like you just said, Howard. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're very much a mirror to what we, mm. what we don't want to be mm-hmm. or depending on the viewpoint that you're writing from, what the person wants to be. Yeah. And which is scarier. And I, I think there's also an aspect of, of awareness in horror mm-hmm. that you, you kind of, that, that the character is aware of what is happening to them. Oh, yeah. Something terrible is going on. Yeah, yeah. That, that they are living in, in dread. Mm-hmm. That, that runaway train that, oh no, this is happening. This is happening. What can I do? Mm-hmm. And Maybe a, nothing. Yeah, and there's a loss of control. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. Um, see, I haven't ever written true horror. Closest I got was in a short story once. So I'm going to ask a lot of questions. Um, that powerlessness, that loss of control, why is that an aspect of horror? Um, and, you know, is that necessary as part of this, or is that just part an aspect of it? I think it is an an important part. I don't know if it's necessary, but it's a big, huge deal. And to compare this to, for example, Adventure that we talked about last month, one of the things with Adventure is, oh, no, something's going to happen, but the fun part is seeing how we get out of it. You mm-hmm. know, we have this sense that, no matter how bad it gets, Indiana Jones is still going to manage to find some loophole and escape. Whereas with horror, we know that that sense of, of control is gone. He's not in control of the situation and in very bad ways. That something is going to go wrong and we're just kind of waiting for the car to hit the pole, you know? Okay. Um, uh, tell me this. This may be a random side, but I've noticed a lot of horror stories have a moment of, okay, we got through it. And then, nope. And the story ends with the, oh, by the way, no, you didn't. This, like, stinger on the end um, that kind of betrays the normal convention of trouble, problem, we work on it, we succeed or fail, end. It's trouble, problem, we work on it, we succeed? Oh, no, you failed. It's a... It's a recasting of surprising and inevitable. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you do it correctly, the point at which they are victorious is surprising because I'm reading a horror story. How, how you know, wow, that turned out pretty well for them. And yet, from what we've seen, yes, that seems inevitable. And then that twist at the end where you cast everything in a new light and you realize, oh, not only were they not okay— Everything that they did in order to make things okay made things unimaginably worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, selling that is is brilliant. Uh, I've 
I've never pulled it off, but when I read it, it's, well, it's horrifying and it's wonderful. Well, I think one of the reasons that that element exists is Mm -hmm. because, again, when we talk about what this is doing, what this element is doing to hack our brain, Mm -hmm. we we sign up to read horror because we want that, that visceral metabolic reaction. And if you bring it to a resolution where there's a happy ending, you have taken that metabolic reaction away from the reader. Whereas if you give that tiny little bit of a twist, that's something that they can carry with them into their outside of the book. Well, it's, it's, it's almost a bait and switch if you do that, right? Yeah. You're saying, oh, this is, you know, if it becomes a, a, a super happy, fluffy ending, suddenly it's not the same book. You know, I, I know Dan and I have talked about this before, that one of the main differences uh, and this is a huge generalization, so I apologize, between, say, urban fantasy and horror, is in urban fantasy, no matter how bad they screw up, you know they're pretty much going to succeed in the end. Where in horror, it's typically the reverse, right? No matter, no matter how good they do, no matter how much they succeed, they're still going to fail. Right. Urban fantasy is about, we're going to kill the monsters. Yeah, yeah there are monsters. Yeah, they're scary. And we're going to kill them. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas horror is, yeah, there are monsters, we might kill them. We might kill them, but Hopefully. if we do, we will be horribly ruined, like, you mm-hmm. know, John Cleaver, right? This is a perfect right. example. No. John Cleaver does not escape those books. It's almost worse than if he had yeah. been killed. I mean, I, I love to describe my job as thinking of new ways mm-hmm. to make his life worse, because that's what the books are about, horrible things that happen to him. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the, did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. 
Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We need to stop for our book of the week, which is a very important book of the week, because our book of the week is Residue. <laughs> and uh, Steve, will you tell us just a little bit about the book? Okay, Residue is about a kid named Jack Bishop who can see the psychic residue left behind by monsters and murder victims. And he uses that to track down a monster that's been let loose in his town. It's a genetically modified monster. Uh, and the person, the pro, who tells him who, that all of this stuff is real is a girl named Alex Courtney. And mm-hmm. she can read minds. And she's, she's a complete, just a, a complete tough person. Um, it was important for me to have her be the, the pro and him be the new guy. So, so how did you get from when I first met you writing fantasy mm-hmm. to writing this type of, you know, right. horror, true horror, like urban horror story? Oh, you know, it, <sighs> it's an anti-hero arc. Yeah. <laughs> 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 No, I, I think it, it it just came from me starting to read more horror novels and stories okay. um, and then finding so much in there that I loved. Um, uh, the the ideas, the themes, that the fact that, and I think we'll talk about this later, that, that you can merge horror with anything you want mm-hmm. and make it its own story. Um, I mean, my story is a horror story, but it's also a thriller. It's also, mm-hmm. there's also science fiction in it. There's also some comedy and romance in it. Um and and horror just I don't know it just gelled with my my dark dark soul I guess. <laughs> well, Steve's book is on Audible. You can um, it's read by David Stifle. I think that's how it's pronounced. And you can start a thirty day trial at Audible. Download Residue by Steve Diamond for free. Um, just go to audiblepodcast.com/slash/excuse and you can support us and support Steve, our good friend and an excellent writer. <laughs> Thank you. Um, let's talk about now how we write a horror story. When you're going to sit down and say, I want to write a story that is primarily horror. That's my, that's my genre. How do you go about it? What things are you thinking of? How do you construct it? Best piece of advice I got on this, I got from Mary. Mm. So I should probably let Mary give it to you. <laughs> it's, okay, it's the— I'm like, what did I tell you? Okay, what you told me, what you told me was, don't make the protagonist incompetent. Make the protagonist supremely competent, but the things that she can do uh, will not help her in this story. And I got chills when you said that because I because the story unfolded in front of me and I suddenly saw, oh, I get to have the action movie moments where the character is awesome. And at the end of the awesome, we just have more disaster because no matter how good you are at this, it's the nightmare where you can't run fast enough to get away from the alligator, even though you are... You, you guys have mm-hmm. all had nightmares about alligators, mm-hmm. right? All of I them. grew up in Florida, but I assume <laughs> this is universal. The, the Here in running, Utah, we have so many. The, the, you, you can't run fast enough. You, you're just not good enough to solve this problem. Um, but recast in the, way, uh, in the way Mary instructed me is 
you are definitely awesome enough to awesome enough to run fast, but the alligator is is flying mm. or it's it's nanoparticles in the air. It doesn't matter yeah. how fast you can run. Mm-hmm. And in in many ways that heightens the horror element mm-hmm. because then it's not just a nobody. Uh, who can't do anything, who's being menaced, because, of course, that person's going to get eaten by the alligator. But it's, you know, somebody who's really competent and really amazing and still can't get away from the alligator. That's why the Aliens movies, it's one of the Mm -hmm. reasons the Alien movies are so effective, because the first one, these are not random horny teenagers on that spaceship. They are, you know, middle-aged, competent professionals who know what they're doing, and they've been doing it for decades, and they still get eaten. In the second one, they're Marines, armed to the teeth, and they still get eaten. So let me ask you this. This is maybe another tangent, something I'm really curious about. The cool thing about horror, as you guys are describing to me, is when I write a book, an epic fantasy or something, I have to suspend the reader's disbelief in an interesting way. Number one, I have to make it real to them, which we all have to do. And I have to make it seem like the characters are really in danger because most stories in my genre, people are successful. You flip that on its head. How do you suspend the disbelief that someone picks it up and says, how do you make them believe for a little while that it might be okay? Does that make sense? Like that's, the, you have to make you them. Let good things, let good things yeah. happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So one of my, one of my favorite authors is Joe Lansdale. Mm-hmm. So he writes all over the place. Um, he's known for horror and Westerns primarily, but um, one of the things he always, he's, he's told me frequently is that um, for any horror to be successful, there has to be moments of light in it. Mm -hmm. Um, And those moments of light, what they do is they, like you can't can't understand how bad something is without understanding how good it can be conversely. And and, and the reverse is also true. Um, And so you have to have those moments of, like like Howard said, where where things go okay for him, things are right. Um, And all it is, is it's, it's just, you know, the, you know, whether it's elder gods or monsters or an evil corporation or, or whatever, it's just the calm before the real storm hits them. Um, yeah. And it makes it more real. Well, and the, I think the other aspect of that is that when you're looking at, you know, these moments of light, um, it's it's easy to say, well, what, you know, in, in, in fantasy, the thing you, the, the suspension you're... Right. ...is um, that the character is going to get killed off. Mm-hmm. And we all know that the character is, you know... In, in most cases, once in a while they will. Yes. But mm-hmm. when you've got unless a, you're George R. R. Martin, you've got a 14 <laughs> book series about this character. It's already out. You're reading. You know that character is on the cover of book 13. Yeah. So so they're they're, they're gonna live. Mm-hmm. But the thing with horror is um, that don't think that the worst possible outcome is death. Mm-hmm. It, it rarely mm-hmm. ever is. And so it's not that are they going to be successful, but it's what kind of what kind of terrible ending are we coming okay, to? And yeah. that's that's the thing that you surprise people with. It's like you you make them think, oh, the character right. is going to, you know, his his girlfriend is going to be eaten by a monster. But it turns out that that's not the case. It's you know that that his his manhood is removed or the, something. The uh, one of the one of the ways. <laughs> now, okay, that came out of nowhere. <laughs> I don't know if I have a follow up to that specifically. <laughs> But, um, <laughs> sorry. So, one of my favorite horror stories is uh, Midnight Meat Train by Clive Barker. Really? Midnight Meat Train? Midnight After Meat Train. I see your transition yeah, I, there. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, and, and what he's doing, and the, the principle that I want to talk about here is how do you make them, how do you make the audience think that everything's going to be okay? Is that they don't necessarily know 
what the true nature of the horror is. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, Stephen King does this a lot. Uh, the Mist is a mm. great example. Midnight Meat Train is about a journalist who is investigating a serial killer who is lurking in a subway system. And the movie, right up until the end, is a series of successes. He investigates. He tracks down who this guy is. He finds him. He figures out how to stop him. And then he does it. And then his dying words of the serial killer are, I've been feeding the monsters who live under the city. Now that I'm dead, you have to, or they're going to wake up and kill way more people than I ever did. And it's this absolutely gut-wrenching reversal when you realize, oh, I thought he was the bad guy. There's a way worse bad guy, but now the story's over and everything's gone to hell. (laughs) That is really cool. Um, We don't have much time left, but I really want to get into, Dan, you telling us how you conceive a new horror story. Like, what, what goes into you building that story? Okay. This is a big question. Yeah, I know. Okay, the first one, I'm going to transition into that question mm-hmm. by talking about another thing. Uh, the way that you, the other way that you convince the audience that mm-hmm. everything's going to be okay is that you make them want everything to be okay. Mm-hmm. And the way you do that, again, Stephen King is a perfect example of this. 80% of his books are, here's a guy and all of his life and his troubles at work and his troubles with his wife and his cool new kids that he has. And you get to know him and you get to love him and you really, really, really want his life to work out. So do you start with a character a lot of times with these? I think for me, horror has to start with either the character or the monster. That's um, how it is for me. Yeah. yeah. I start with the fear. What, mm-hmm. what they're going to be afraid of. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and usually it's specifically like, what are the things I am afraid of? Yeah. Um, and, and I usually start with primal things. Like that's the way to go. Mm-hmm. You know, fear of the dark, fear of confinement. Uh, of confinement. Unknown. Yeah. I start with the reveal of you know whatever this horrific disaster thing is, and then I start putting layers of obscuring anxiety over it. What's a thing that I'm afraid of that would hide that? What's a thing that I'm afraid of that might hide that? Mm. Uh, and I sort of I backtrack the character's journey so that. Uh, so that they're having an anxiety attack on their way to insanity. (laughs) Well, we are out of time, but we will come back to this in a couple of weeks and dig into it a little further. Let's stop and give everyone some homework. And Dan is going to give us our homework. Yes. Uh, We are going to follow on this principle that Steve was talking about, that uh, in horror, even, even a victory will feel like a defeat. We want you to take one of your favorite stories, a movie, a book, or whatever, that is not horror, and then rewrite the ending. Write a new alternate ending in which it is horror, and everything goes horribly wrong, and they're, they're vic- they snatch failure from the jaws of victory. All right. <laughs> this has been Writing Excuses. Thank you again to Steve Diamond. Oh, thank you. You are all out of excuses. Now go write. This episode of Writing Excuses has been brought to you by our listeners, patrons, and friends. If you would like to learn how to support this podcast, visit www.patreon.com slash writing excuses. Writing Excuses is a Dragonsteel production, jointly hosted by Brandon Sanderson, Dan Wells, Mary Robinette Kowal, and Howard Taylor. This episode was mastered by Alex Jackson.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.